This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Wendy Christine, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Morning, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. Hope you're well today. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I hope I'm fine. The more Thursdays we spend together, the more I'm learning about things that are lurking in the dark depths of my body. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm wondering if they're nasties or if they're good. But uh, it's important for us to know. Rather we know, right, than we don't know. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Today, having an interesting conversation uh, around the vagus nerve. Why do we need to be talking on a Thursday morning about the vagus nerve? So the vagus nerve is a very interesting nerve. It is the only nerve, the only cranial nerve, so that's an, uh, the nerve coming from the brain, that actually leaves the brain and uh, goes into the body and connects with the organs and relays information backwards and forwards between the body and the brain. Mm. So um, this nerve is receiving information uh, to and fro, but what, what, give us some kind of practical example of what it activates or what it does in our bodies. What, what is activated because of its function? So it's involved in our digestive processes, in our mood, um, in the regulation of our blood pressure, heart rate, and breathing. It also regulates the production of our saliva and our mucus. Um, It's involved in taste and in in speech. Um, And um, several, you know, if if people are dizzy a lot, um, Mm. it's involved in that kind of thing as well. People who faint um, often have problems with their vagus nerve. So this vagus nerve is, is, is part of the system of our body, I'm guessing, that, that does work on its own, doesn't, doesn't need us to be sending it signals. It kind of does its own thing. It does its own thing. Um, it's, it's part of the, or it's connected to the parasympathetic nervous system, which re- is responsible for our rest and digest processes. And its mm, nerve fibers are sensory. So they, they provide the feedback through sensors, impulses, and, you know, connectivity that way throughout the body. So it happens all on its own, not something that we control or regulate. We can to a degree, but it, it is an involuntary process. So what are some of the involuntary processes that the vagus nerve is, is controlling? So it, it controls the throat muscles, the activity of our throat muscles, so whether they're open or closed. Um, it, re- it regulates the heart rate. Uh, it makes sure that we breathe properly and it makes sure that our digestive systems and our circulatory systems are working properly. So it really is very much involved in maintaining homeostasis in our bodies. Wow. I mean, these are massive things. These are things that they would hardly think about, having you know, uh, the food you digest, your heart rate, uh, your mood, being able to speak. So I'm guessing our conversation here is to, to tell us there could be some damage to that nerve and, and with that, some major issues in our bodies. Yes. So one of the biggest things that you will find, we mentioned the fainting, that's, that's mm. one of the main ones. But the other one is that digestive function plays a very big role in, um, or the vagus nerve plays a very big role in digestive function. So if that vagus nerve is not working effectively, it will affect how our bodies metabolize food, how the food gets pushed through, how your peristalsis of your gut works. Um, and it really can have a, a big impact on how your body digests and processes the food that is so necessary to keep it alive and well. Mm. Wendy, how would it get damaged? So things like um, diabetes or abdominal surgery, um, any trauma, you know, mm. you can damage it if there's, if there's a head injury, uh, viral infections, those can also cause damage to the vagal nerve. 
So if if that has been somebody's experience, uh, how are you? What are you the signs and symptoms possibly that you're looking for that would suggest there's some vagus nerve damage? So with digestive function, there would be bloating and abdominal pain, or they might have difficulty swallowing. Um, the gag reflex might be very activated, so there might be um, gagging or nausea or reflex mm. uh, reflux or vomiting. Um, definite heart rate fluctuations, you know, lots of palpitations, um, blood pressure or blood sugar fluctuations, so you can't regulate and keep your blood sugar or your blood pressure nice and stable. Hoarseness or a loss of voice, especially, you know, you're not sick, but you have this hoarse voice that, mm. that's um, there consistently. That can be a sign. And then these dizzy spells or fainting spells can be linked to the um, vagus nerve as well. Can you can you work on the the tone of of your vagal nerve? I mean, it's something that you can practically do to strengthen it because if it does its job better, I mean, you'll you'll have a, a direct effect on some major areas in your body. Yes, there definitely are things that can be done to stimulate the, the vagus nerve and to improve your vagal tone. Um, when you improve your vagal tone, it activates your parasympathetic nervous system, and that's mm. your rest and digest portion of your nervous system. Now, most of us, when we are under a lot of stress, we are operating from fight or flight mode. We want to be more in the rest and digest mode, and by activating your vagus nerve, it helps you to move into that rest and, um, rest and digest phase. Um, and so then we are able to relax more easily, and we can respond better to stress. We can bounce back more quickly from stressful events. This is fascinating. Can, hmm, it so, is. Yeah. So, so how do you measure if your vagal tone? We're talking here about being able to to increase your vag your vagal tone. How can you measure how your vagal tone is to start with to know if you're on the right track and if you need to improve your vagal tone? So, tracking heart rate and breathing is very important. There's something that's known as heart rate variability. And that can determine how your body responds to stresses. Mm. And if, if that variability is out of balance, then you know that the vagal nerve is out of balance. But not everybody has access to heart rate variability monitors yeah. and things like that. But generally tracking your heart rate. If you, if you ever have these runaway heartbeats, you know, it feels like your, your heart is about to flutter out of your chest. Mm. Or your breathing is shallow and stable or almost a little bit um, labored then there's a good chance that your vagal tone is not um, optimal. How can, you, um, how can you have this measured? I mean, is there, is there a way that you can go and they, uh, some way a test could be done and a medical professional can tell you, okay, things are, are not good or there's an actual damage or you can just improve its tone? I mean, how, how, do, you, uh, how do you know that? Well, you do get a heart rate variability monitor. So some of the alternative um, or not alternative, let's call them integrative practitioners, the more yes. functional medicine practitioners, have access to these heart rate variability devices. Um, sometimes it, it, you, you would find it with a, a person that is working a lot with, with people with stress. Um, some of your sports, um, sports scientists and mm. the sports doctors, they will have the heart rate variability monitors because they use that a lot with the sportsmen. And so you can have that as like a little um, machine, a little test that they run, and they check what is happening and how your body is responding to stress. So, so that is a way to do it. Um, mm. But it's not, there's not that many people that have those available. And I know you can buy one. Yes. I think you can buy them for personal use as well. It's fascinating. I'm, I'm only enjoying this morning's conversation, Wendy. It's so different to some of the other chats we have, and it makes me think, 
I didn't. I, I mean, you want to exercise your your muscles. You know, you want to go to the gym or go for a walk or go and play a sport that you enjoy. One doesn't often think about the need to do things to improve your your tone of your nerves. Your nervous system. That's right. <laughs> okay. So what? What vagal tone exercises then can I do? I mean, if I can change my vagal tone through doing certain exercises, what exercises can I do? Okay, so there's, there's three main things. There's a few things that you can do, but there's three main um, practices that you can do to increase your vagal tone. One of the most popular ones at the moment is the cold water immersion. Um, that one's not for everybody. I <laughs> yes. certainly don't love cold water, so it's not, I'm not going to be first in line there. Um, <laughs> But the studies show that cold water immersion lowers the sympathetic fight or flight response and it increases the parasympathetic parasympathetic rest and digest response. So you want to be able to emerge yourself in water, in cold water, and to be able to regulate your breathing while you're in the cold water. Because, you know, getting into cold water and saying, "Ah, can't breathe and then jumping straight out again is not helping you. Yes. You actually need to bring your breathing back into normal before you get out of the water. And then that's helpful. So either full body immersion or you can even just start by splashing cold water on your face. Interesting. That's a good start. That's something I think we could all do. Uh, Any others we can do? Yeah. So then you've got your breathing exercises. When we are stressed, we breathe very shallowly. Whereas when we are relaxed, we breathe deeply. So we need to do deep breathing exercises where we breathe right into our belly, expand the diaphragm and get the breath going all the way into into your tummy where you can feel that your tummy actually expands. And then that and slowly exhale, and that helps to stimulate the vagus nerve and to bring you into a a more relaxed state. And here's one that's quite close to my heart. We mentioned in the beginning the vagus nerve is connected to your vocal cords, and that's got to do with uh, whether you speak or sing. So what can we do for those of us that use our voices for a living? So gargling, humming, and singing. Anything that makes a vibrational noise in your throat area Hmm. helps to stimulate that. And um, it increases your heart rate variability and um, increases your vagal tone. So you want to have an optimal heart rate variability. You don't want your heart rate variability to be low. Mm. You want it to be at a, at a more stable, higher rate. There's one word here that stood out for me. I even jotted it down here on this piece of paper in front of me, Wendy. Throughout our conversation, here's the word relaxation. I don't know how many times it's come up yeah. here. Which I think is reminding us, and maybe this is a very good thing, you know, as we uh, end one year and start another, that uh, we need to somehow figure out how to manage our stress and to relax. Yes. So many of us are not relaxed. Many of us are operating, uh, you know, on a high alert mode. You're just in survival mode. Mm. And we don't go into that relaxed, relaxed state that we need to be in. And even if we sleep every night, we are not necessarily in a relaxed state because our bodies are still producing all the um, chemicals and the nervous system is still stimulated if we haven't um, if we haven't got into a state of relaxation it affects the way we digest our food it affects the way we interact with one another and and it affects the way our bodies actually function at the end of the day this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m please visit kpulpit.co.za